0: This message was recorded at Fillmore Baptist Church in Princeton, Louisiana. Our goal is to faithfully preach the Word of God for the salvation of sinners, the strengthening of believers, and the glory of God. Please visit our website at www.fillmorebaptist.org and listen for more information at the conclusion of this message.
1: 1 Timothy 3, verse 14. Here, Here we're getting down to the heart of it too. Um, Paul has just come out of talking about uh, government in the church. Um, he's headed into the section uh, telling Timothy how to deal with uh, problems, uh, heresy, you know, so forth, things that are coming. And here, kind of a, a, a bridge text moving from the previous section to the next section. Uh, and he... he Gets to the heart of the matter, which in both of these things, which is truth. What the church is all about is truth, standing for the truth, proclaiming the truth. So he comes out of the section on, uh, you know, elders and deacons and so forth, um, church government, and then says, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, and goes into to a. Uh, uh, what uh, most think is a hymn here, basically a statement concerning uh, gospel truth. And then moves right into problems that uh, will arise. Uh, The Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith. Truth is is at the center of everything we do. The message of the church, the mission of the church, has to be... um, centered around truth, it has to be Christocentric, that is, Christ-centered. You know, there was a, there was a debate in the Middle Ages over whether the sun revolves around the earth, rotates around the earth, or does the earth rotate around the sun? And it was Galileo, right, that, that uh, did the math, so to speak, figured out that uh, we're actually moving around the sun, and the sun is at the center of the universe. Well, in this case it's it's the SON sun. The message and mission of the church must be Christocentric, Christ-centered. Every everything is about the truth about the person of Jesus Christ. That's at the heart should be at the heart of everything we are proclaiming like Bob was talking about uh, Romans 10, how shall they hear without a preacher? Well, um, it matters what we preach there, there's a whole lot of preaching going on today <laughs> you've you got whole cable TV stations dedicated to preaching, and some of them um, I'm not sure there's I'm not sure how much truth is mixed in there, biblical truth, but there's a lot of preaching going on. You got whole radio stations dedicated to uh, and networks dedicated to preaching. There's a lot of preaching going on. There's a, there's a lot, I mean, in the name of Christ even. Um, and some of it is, is void of truth, or at least uh, crucial aspects of truth. There's non-Christian preaching. Um, probably the most, I would think, the most successful, most popular of, uh, right now of our day and time would be Oprah Winfrey. She's a preacher, She's got a message, and she proclaims it. Um, you know, and part of her message, at least, I, I heard her say this. I looked it up and, and, and uh, found the video clip. Part of her message, at least, is that there cannot be only one way to God. She's preaching. She's preaching a message. There's a, there's a lot of preaching going on. For the church, it has to be all about Christ. All about Christ, Christocentric. Verse 14, Paul says to Timothy, These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the wor- world, received up in glory. Great great uh, statement, confession there. Um, I want to touch on a few things here, and I don't think we'll cover all this tonight, but... Uh, Verse 14, these things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly. But if I'm delayed, I write. Now, I want to go back over this once again here. We've, we've talked about this several times. This is Paul's reason for writing. This would be kind of like the key verse of the whole book as far as purpose. Um, why did Paul write Timothy? Here, here's the purpose. I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself. In the household of God, you might say how to how to act. I'm, Paul would say to Timothy, I'm writing so that you and all the people there, so that you'll know how to act, how to conduct yourself, how to do things, how to how to set up and operate um, a, a governing body, how to deal with false doctrine and uh, attacks. From the outside, that'll be coming, and well, and from from within and from without, that'll be coming down the road. i say, saying I'm writing so that you will know what to do, how to conduct yourself in the household of God. Now, the King James here has house. I'm, I'm purposely saying household because I think that's a better um, translation of the of the uh, what it, the word in the context here. It can certainly be translated house. Some translations do have household. Um, but he's not talking here about an, a building, an edifice. Uh, in fact, they, they, didn't, they probably didn't even have buildings at this point. They, they met in homes. So he says, when I, I'm, I'm telling you how to act in the house of God. He's not, he's not meaning a, 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 a brick-and-mortar building or a wooden building. He's talking about God's family. This is how you act as part of God's family. This is how God's family conducts themselves in the world. I write these things so that you... God's household may know how to act, so that you may know how to conduct yourself in the household of God, which is the church. Again, see, it's not a, it's not a building, it's a people, it's a body. The congregation, that's the word, ecclesia, church. Uh, Tyndale, some of you may remember the movie we watched on William Tyndale. He was, he was martyred for uh, translating the Bible into English. And, you know, it was against the law in the 16th century. And they uh, tortured him and, 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 and uh, killed him, burned him for uh, his service to the Lord. Tyndale translated that word, ecclesia, congregation. And, and incidentally, that was one of the things they were so mad about. <laughs> because, because, in their mind, church is is the. Is the uh, the the hierarchy, the 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 college of bishops? You know, it's the ecclesiastical structure. And when you when you, I don't want to say change because he wasn't changing the word; he was just translating what what the uh, original was saying. But when he translated it, congregation instead of church, uh, it, it it it's obvious that it's talking about the whole body. God's people, not just the hierarchy Uh, in uh, Roman Catholicism. uh, The church is essentially the bishops, and and they make the rules. Uh, And and England at that time was back and forth between Roman Catholicism and and, uh, uh, Protestantism. So the word is, is ecclesia, the called out ones, the congregation. The household of God is the church. It is the congregation of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. It's an interesting analogy here because here is the uh, uh, here at Ephesus is the home of the temple for Artemis, Diana, and uh, this little kind of picture that Paul paints here using you know, pillar and ground of the truth would have resonated in their minds. Because right there in their town, they have this great temple to the goddess Diana with these massive pillars. I, I believe I read uh, there were 127 pillars holding this uh, temple up. Well, P- Paul says, we're the household of God. The congregation of the living God, which is, that is, the church is, the pillar and ground of the truth. We support the truth. Hold it up. Hold it out there. The church, you and me, the called out ones, we're the congregation of the living God. We are the pillar and ground of the truth. Martin Luther, in his earlier days, um, when he was a little more radical, he backed off of some of these things. But he said, where the Word of God is being preached, there you have the church. And where the Word of God is not being preached, you have no church. That's... Probably a pretty good uh, summation of what Paul is saying here. The the truth is essential to church. It's an essential part of being the people of God. As God's people, as God's congregation, as the household of God, we are, by nature, truth-centered. What what we do, again, our, our, our message and our mission is all truth centered and of course um, Jesus is the truth right he said I'm the way the truth and the life so so it's it's to say to say truth centered and to say Christo centered or Christ centered is to say the same thing the church is the pillar and ground of the truth the called out ones of God of the living God are the pillar and ground of the truth and then Paul uh goes into a little bit of explanation, and I'm going to read through it, but we're not going to have time to really get into it tonight. We'll have to do that next Wednesday. But he says in verse 16, "...without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness." The mystery of godliness, same thing. Truth, truth, or the the body of truth that we hold dear, that we believe, that we profess without controversy Hamghetto is the word there it it's uh, um, translated well it, it's from that word which is often translated confession so uh, a.t. Robertson says it could be said this way confessedly confessedly great is the mystery of godliness that's why the King James translates it without controversy because uh, the Greek word behind it means to say the same thing. There's there's agreement to say the same thing. Confessedly, great is the mystery of godliness. The New American Standard says, By common confession, great is the mystery of godliness. The truth. The truth about Christ, as we're going to see through the rest of this verse. And this was probably a... Uh, Probably an early church hymn, lines taken from an early church hymn or, or confession, something of that sort. Um, they, they know that by the structure because because it's rhythmic and, and it's written in parallels. Um, so it's it's not uh, uh, well, you know, it's it's just likely uh, something they were they were using singing and praise or saying to drive home these truths to their hearts. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit. Antithetical parallelism there between flesh and Spirit. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit. Seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles. Again, parallelism. Angels and Gentiles. Believed on in the world, received up in glory. Again, parallelism. The world and glory. And it's all written in, in uh, again, a rhythmic structure. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Well, obviously, and like I say, we'll, we, Lord willing, dig into it uh, each phrase uh, a little deeper next time. But obviously, he's talking about Jesus, right? So he says, we're all... About truth. Here here's how you're to conduct yourself in the household of God as the called out ones, the congregation of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth, and then he goes into somewhat of an explanation about that truth. By common confession, great is the mystery of godliness, or the mystery of the faith in other places, the truth. The truth about God. God's revealed truth. The truth that God has given us to uh, believe and to proclaim. And it's all about Christ. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. The message and the mission of the church... um, Everything that we do is to be Christ-centered. It all revolves around Him. All about Him. Well, let's, let's pray and we'll close. And like I say, we'll, we'll get into the, the phrasing here next, next week, Lord willing. Father, we do thank You for Your Word, for these blessed truths that we have in front of us here tonight. Great indeed is the mystery of godliness. The mystery... Made known to us. It was your will, your own good pleasure to reveal these things to babes, to us. Lord, we thank you for that. And Lord, we pray for greater understanding. And better application in our lives. So that we may... Uh, Hold dear these truths that you've made known to us and so that we may live them out before the world so that we may be effective in this world in pointing people to Christ. May what we do as a church body and as individuals, uh, Lord, at home, in our family life, in the workplace, at school, wherever we are, may what we do be christ Centered. May it all be about this One, this One who was manifested in the flesh, justified in the Spirit, seen of angels, believed on in the world, received up in glory. Lord, may our lives be centered around Your revealed truth. Centered around You for Your glory. In Christ's name, Amen.
0: This sermon is made available through the ministry of Fillmore Baptist Church in Princeton, Louisiana. Our desire is to faithfully proclaim the message of salvation which God has provided in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ our Lord. For more resources and information, please visit our website at www.fillmorebaptist.org. You may use the links there to contact us or write us at Fillmore Baptist Church, 6304 Highway 80. Princeton, Louisiana, 71067.